Face and Radio. we're at 11 p.m. And you're listening to WMSC 90.3 in Upper Montclair, New Jersey. Now, continuing on with what you were saying, Matt, before you did the news. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the uh, the project that we did in high school. The, the, the $2.5 billion Amtrak <laughs> project that we were building in high school. Yeah. yeah. Cons- <laughs> conspiracy theory review. That's true. MK Ultra was behind all of it. Uh, yeah, it was this ska punk sort of project. Uh, all I remember is that the song was called Opposition. We were the students, but spelled really dumb. And um, yeah, other than that, I I was in a local band that was mostly like a cover band. We did like uh, Deep Purple, UFO, a um, couple other classic rock tunes. Uh, first, we were called Critical Mass with a K. Uh, then we were fueled to the fire and i'm sure you can look these up somewhere and you will find them and i will be really embarrassed by the quality (laughs) of them um they they do not belong in metal archives at all uh but ron has an extensive history of playing in bands too so much of them a lot less embarrassing than my past pretty much in every band ever dude (laughs) yeah yeah i was even in your bands I was just always there, kind of in the shadows lurking. I have also been in bands. Not that many, really. I was in a band when I was... And you're never going to find this on Metal Archives either, because we never release anything. But I was in my early teens. I was actually in a band with former drummer Mark Papalardo for a while. And we were called Absent Mind. And we never got out of the basement of our other guitar player named Nicholas Jorgensen. Uh, and we just ended up covering Slayer, I think, most of our time. <laughs> and had some original tunes, and they were really cool, but it just never got off the ground. You know, everybody kind of went off to college and stuff. Important question. Yeah. Top three Slayer albums in your eyes. Me? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. No uh, pressure. Oh, man. Top three. From three, two, one, or one, two, three? I'll go three first. Number three. Uh... Honestly, I'd say Divine Intervention, number three. Number two. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty amazing. <laughs> All right, Rain and Blood. Number one. Seasons in the Abyss, I guess. I got to go with that. That was tough because I really do like South of Heaven and Hellowates, but I'd say those three. The rest of you guys, give me your top three Slayers. Uh... For me, I think I, w- I would actually put Seasons number three. And then... Um, okay. Yeah. Um, and then... Oh, that, this is really difficult. Um, yeah. Tied for number two. Yeah. <laughs> number... Th- I I would put South of Heaven number two, Rain and Blood number one for me. Okay, Matt. Three times. <laughs> um, rain seasons south. Does like that. Now is that year one two three or year three two one? That's three two one. So you like rain S three. 
seasons is to sell as one. Wow. Now, what would you guys rather like to hear right now? Suffer Unto Tyranny or Hollow Corpse? Definitely Hollow Corpse. Tell me about the writing of that one. Uh, Hollow Corpse was actually the first song, if not one of the first songs, that we that that we wrote. It was like right around the time I met Ron. I think it was the first thing you showed me when we did meet up to jam, actually. Yeah. And immediately I was like, oh, oh my God, that's exactly what I would do. If I was the right person. I do that too. <laughs> we had a moment when I played that riff and then, you know. And it was under a different name, if it even had one at the time. It was just the riffs, basically. And it eventually evolved to Hollow Corpse and we... <coughs> Did I, I write those lyrics? Yeah, you yeah. did. I think you did. But it it's it's a really early song. That's why it's a lot simpler than a lot of the other songs. A little bit. Yeah. And then I think it was already arranged for the most part. Did you do any arranging with it? I didn't touch that song at all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Alrighty then. Well, here is Hollow Corpse.
Hey, we're back, and it is about 11.13. Now, check this out. I brought in a couple of zines for the guys in Xenophile to check out. Um, each of you guys, what zine do you have in front of you right now? I'm holding Beyond. The Beyond, so it's really cool. I've got Head Split number nine. Oh, no, I had that too, so I'll take Netherworld number three. All some of my real absolute favorites. Now, I guess starting with Matt, what do you really dig about the zine you're holding? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, if I'm... I guess I should start off by kissing up to you a little bit because I'm reading a rigor mortis interview yeah. by one Nick Perkel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's a Twisted Sister poster. Yeah, uh, Twisted Sister got six pages in that issue. Cool. Yeah, in Infernal Majesty, Numskull, Skeletal Remains, uh, a bunch that I can't make out what the logo say because they're just a bunch of sticks wow. uh, damn black metal bands <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, favorite, oh yeah the, the where's waldo but with ronnie james dio where's dio that's amazing um more than anything i'm just impressed by oh exciter um i'm impressed by the layout and the artwork this is real this is really cool especially for like a diy thing this is I mean, I'm, I've honestly never looked too much into physical magazines before this, but probably going to go waste a bunch of money on that when I get home. Yeah, I mean, um, with Head Split, like, um, they're really reaching for the stars when it comes to, like, the quality of stuff. Like, every every issue, it's getting more and more amazing. And it's been a good couple of months since the last Head Split so I'm really expecting some very amazing things for the for issue number ten. Um, I've collected every single issue of Head Split, and even got actually two of the newsletters that made up issue one. There were six newsletters that made up issue one, but um, every issue is is more and more crazy when it comes to Head Split. Now, middle person that's reading the Beyond, tell me what you like about that. Well, this is. I like that it's just very satanic. <laughs> and, like, there's an interview on the page that I'm on about a song called Abstract Satan, or I guess an album. Uh, so that's, this is just really interesting. It's, it's just very occult. I guess the gear leans toward a lot of more black metal type stuff. But um, I I definitely look, and like Matt, I think I'm interested in getting a hold of, hold of these some of these magazines myself. Yeah, I mean, um... There's three issues of the Beyond out right now, um, and to be honest, I believe every single one of those is sold out, so you need to talk to, I believe, Javier from uh, the group. He was the dude that was really pushing the zine out of the Mutilation camp, and um, I believe issue one and two is going to be compiled into one zine just because it was both of them were really short, so it would just be easier on the guys just to put out like one thing, and then maybe also put out three in another collection. Nice. I mean, just like, don't you feel like there's like an aura coming from that zine, though? Yeah, as soon as I open the page, it says Cult of the Devil's Blood, and it's got some symbols and triangles and stuff, so that's... <laughs> Clearly. <can't> get, yeah. 
Are you familiar with... I mean, with what the left-hand path is? Besides the Entombed album? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's supposed to be... It's supposed to be, like, if Jesus is the right hand of God, then the left hand of God is Satan or anti... or the Antichrist or something. Thank you for explaining that. <laughs> you got it right? Oh, cool. What do I win? Um... Lucifer will tell you in an hour and a half. <laughs> now, Ron, I noticed you're checking out Netherworld. That was absolutely one of my favorites when it came to the old school metal zines I've gotten. Um, the history on that, um, the dude that was running that, he used to have a cable access show out of L.A., kind of a bit like Elvira. And um, he really, really loves very, very kind of like DIY, cheaply made, really sleazy, crazy horror movies. And you can find quite a lot of them actually on YouTube um, because they weren't made with any major studios. So like you're not dealing with any major right violations. So um, it's pretty easy to find a lot of that type of stuff online. Yeah. I mean, it's just like... I'm sure you've seen stuff like I Spit on Your Grave before, right? Can't say I have. I've seen it. Have you seen it? Very tasteful well, movie, right? Oh, then it <laughs> bring bring grandma, bring the kids. <laughs> totally. Bring the whole family. Yeah. I'm looking at this zine, too, and I'm like, it basically just looks like a giant B-movie. Yeah. It's really cool. I'm looking at Miss Netherworld 92. That's the coolest thing is that this is from the fall of 1992. I feel like I have some really cool history in my hands here. Like, you know, the real beginnings of death metal there. So, really cool. Now, like, taking a look at that, what do you feel like is missing from the past that's in the future or missing from the future that was in the past when we compare stuff like Head Split and the Beyond to, say, Netherworld? Uh, well, from my few minutes of perusing through these different magazines here, um, I, really, I really like the, the very typewriter-looking font of it. <laughs> it's just really like authentic, I guess, for the time. Uh, again, it's way more DIY, which I dig. I think you were saying a little earlier, like, you know, it was basically just done real fast and loose, like, however you wanted, however uh, the author of it wanted to. So I, I really like... Uh, Only cut and paste is true. Yeah. <laughs> it's... um. Yeah, like I said, it's just got this very old-school kind of authentic vibe to it. I could see how sincere and genuine, I guess, it comes across, too. <laughs> and I see I see the sense of humor there, like you said, you know, and a lot of the a lot of B-movie-looking stuff, <laughs> I guess, is the best way to describe it. A lot of naked women, too, which ain't bad. <laughs> Yo, Lear, what do you have to say about the old-school versus the new-school when it comes to the zines? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's all, it's all really fresh. Uh, Keep in mind, the beyond, that's, that's a new school issue. That's a new school issue? Yeah. I mean, I guess what's cool about the, the older stuff is just how, I mean, it's almost like secret, I guess. Like, you had to kind of know 
you have to like just know who, who to talk to, I guess, to get these. Or, but I mean, it's like you said, it's with the new stuff. I, I guess it's a similar thing now. Where if I want to get the copies of the Beyond, I have to go to this this guy <laughs> to get it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I can't I can't say I know. I don't know what the new stuff is missing versus the old stuff or vice versa yet. So, but I'm definitely more interested in it. Matt, what do you have to say? Hmm. Uh, well, I just snatched Netherworld out of Ron's hands. And um, I don't know. I'm I'm not talking bad on Headsplit with this because I do love it. But there's something kind of like eighth grade computer learning how to use Photoshop in a very basic level about the way the articles are arranged but then the artwork kind of makes up for it the artwork is really incredible and head split uh in netherworlds i mean everything just seems like it was done on very primitive equipment which kind of makes it what like maybe quark express what No, I mean, like, you have to... Do you, We can't all be working with 2016 technology when we're in 1992, you know? Well, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> working on a Mac, you know, if I, you're making a zine. Exactly. No, it, it, like, that kind of gives the, the older zines this feel of real authenticity, like, kind of like Ron said, like, you're holding a piece of history. Not not that you're not with HeadSplit. Um, and again not talking bad on heads but i this is definitely my favorite of the three that you've shown me but there's something so authentic and legitimate and kind of kind of evil kind of evil about it. like this is something that a kid would absolutely have to hide under his bed yeah uh or risk getting his super nintendo getting taken away from oh, him also you could hide it into like a magazine like time life or something like that where like somebody would never look in it but like you can't be leaving it out in the open you have to have a special kind of like hiding spot for it i'm reading about dukakis i'm not reading about metal (laughs) (laughs) exactly i'm just i just didn't really know how far i guess the boundaries were pushed back then with uh things like that because out of out of the three i've seen i mean other than this the, the the beyond being as a cult, I feel like that's been done so many times. But like with with Netherworld, it's I feel like you're really pushing boundaries with a lot of the artwork, which is a lot of it's you can see the work that went in by hand. So I guess there is more of like kind of a, like a, a workmanship to it than the other ones. I mean, I dig I dig what the other the other ones have going on. But who knows? Like 25 years from now, like these will probably be looked at as like classic. Who knows what we'll, we'll be looking at? Not even on paper anymore. Holograms, <laughs> or something. Inject directly into your eyeballs. And on that note, let's check out a song from Mutilation. Those are the guys that helped push the Beyond Zine. Here we go: Illumination Transformation.
poison snakes with double tongues. Horny hedgehogs who do their wrong. Deaf men and blind worms, they'll be not seen. They are pawns and rooks for a crimson king. They are a government with... Can you hear the screams from the fame machine?
this is Joe Perry. And Steven Tyler of Aerosmith for Red. You know, it's okay to rock and roll and party down. Just don't get in that 2,000-pound bullet when you're done and cocked. And please don't drink and drive. Someone that jaded you. A reminder that friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the Ad Council, U.S. Department of Transportation, National Association of Broadcasters, and RAD. I want to thank my mommy for loving me so much. For taking me to the doctor when I broke my foot. For leaving me alone when I wanted to be alone. And, and now, now, as a grown-up, I'm thankful for being able to take care of you, my dear mom. For taking you to your therapies. For understanding that sometimes you simply want to be alone. Roles change without us noticing. That's why AARP gives you the information to provide even better care for your loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Japanic. Tune into my show, Japanic's Rock and Metal Pandemonium, Saturday nights, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. via WMSCRadio.com and 90.3 for some of the finest tunes in extreme rock and metal features black metal, black thrash, death metal, doom metal, sludge metal, regional rock, and metal musicians, and more. Follow me on Twitter at Japanic. Go to japannick.com. Hit up soundcloud.com slash japan-nick and look up my published work at the Aquarium Weekly, Headsplit Magazine, and Soul Grinder CD. Stay heavy. Hey, what's up? And this is Japan Nick, and we're listening to WMSC 90.3. And in the news, New Jersey treatment funds could widen drug sentence disparity. Opinion. This is from the Star-Ledger, the newspaper of New Jersey. There are an estimated 128,000 heroin addicts in New Jersey. The use of heroin here and across the nation has reached epidemic proportions with 129 Americans dying from overdoses every day recently addicts reportedly have been using heroin cut with carfentanil an opioid analog used to tranquilize large animals like moose and buffalo so you can get high like the large animals this has prompted an aggressive plan to provide assistance and relief to new jersey's addicts senator cory booker democrat from new jersey has described the heroin epidemic as an american problem though it seemingly has taken its highest toll the white community. Congressional hearings were held recently to identify the causes of addiction and to learn what policy changes could be made to increase, to increase treatment effectiveness. One major shift has been to recognize and treat heroin addiction from a public safety perspective instead of using the criminal justice system. By keeping police, prosecutors, and judges out of the process, incarceration is avoided and the focus is solely on treatment and rehabilitation. <laughs> Uh, or rehabilitation, excuse me. Uh, you can read more about this story at NewJersey.com. The story is called New Jersey Treatment Funds Could Widen Drug Sentence Disparity. Opinion. Anybody have any comments on that story? Whoa. <laughs> That's a lot of heroin. I've been found mm. out. <laughs> <laughs> um, me and Liart went to high school uh, together. Wow. And yeah, yeah. Oh, we had a teacher who was arrested for slinging heroin that's true actually you can look that up was he selling it to the kids or just different people just to you <laughs> yeah only to me <laughs> <laughs> at least you got a good deal oh uh, yeah i have my own heroin <laughs> provider <laughs> Take yeah that, obamacare <laughs> healthcare.gov no thanks but um 
that's how New Jersey is getting uh, crime, though. It I is. mean, it, it's a huge, huge issue yeah, in the is, state. It's crazy. I mean, I remember... I don't know if it was last year or something. There was, like, huge drug bust in Patterson. And uh, and I know, I know people that uh, have been affected, like, by addiction and everything like that. So it's, it is an epidemic, I think. That's the right way to put it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> On a more serious note. Wow. Sorry, I just totally killed the uh, the laughs. But okay, we'll we'll come up with more laughs soon enough. <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nothing funnier than heroin addiction. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. I get a kick out of it every day. Heroin, that is. Badoomch. <sighs> Kill me. Kill me. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> I remember actually Anthony told me in his town there was a pretty big uh, epidemic going on. Some kids died, OD'd and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's pretty bad. Cops were stopping kids, searching their bags for the heroin. Oh, yeah, I remember. Like, they just stopped random kids in the park. Whoa. Like, hey, you got heroin in that bag? I can't imagine anybody ever saying yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You got me. <laughs> Time. How'd you know? Yeah. I should have rehearsed this. <laughs> <laughs> of all the questions I thought you'd ask me. <laughs> Caught me totally off guard too, here. Too honest.